That's a bigger one. Make sure you do invite your, your dads or just any, any guy you can find. Just bring them along. Bribe them. Get, 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 offer them free lunch. In fact, there'll be free sausages available. And uh, we'll, we'll have an amazing time. Uh, we've got some cool dad games that are going to happen. And I'm sure I'll throw in a few really bad dad jokes. But what is happening? What is happening? <gasps> oh, my goodness. Have we got some pirates in the house. Have we got some pirates in the house. Oh, here's the pirates that don't do anything. Come on, come, 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 come. Come, come, come. Oh, the, these are pirates that are a bit different. They don't steal things, they give things away. So we like these pirates. Come, come, come. Come and say hello. Come say hello. Come, 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 come. come. We're not going to get them up on stage this time. That didn't work as well. But uh, I wonder if anyone can tell me, you guys have been learning about something very important. Can somebody tell me what is better than gold? Those are the pirates' nest. What? What was that? What was that? What's? Oh, hold on, one more time in the microphone, young lady. What is better than gold? Mm, the Bible. Oh, I love it! I love it! I love it! I love it! These guys have been learning about the Bible and how the Bible is worth more than a thousand pieces of silver. And gold. So come on, why don't we give it up for our pirates one more time? And can I can I get an R from all of our pirates? Arr. All right, slightly frightening, but uh, come on. If you appreciate the people that run our kids programs, why don't you give them a hand? We love you guys. I know Bella will probably stay and preach, wouldn't she? But uh, fantastic. I know you want to stay, but I think there's a treasure hunt happening, possibly. They're staying. They want to. I've heard the speaker's good. Well, this morning I want to talk uh, just for a moment about a passage of scripture where Jesus heals ten lepers, or as my uh, four-year-old Zoe uh, or Rosie, when she was four years old, she called it the the ten leopards who wanted to change their spots. I'm like, I think there's a kid's story that we could probably write out of that one. The ten leopards that wanted to change their spots. So we're going to read from Luke 17, 11 through 19. It says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we thank you for your incredible love and your grace. Thank you, Jesus, that you lived your life seeing our needs. Lord, you, you saw us in our darkest and deepest trouble. You reached out. You loved us. You saved us. Lord, I, I pray that we would catch your heart today, that as you did it for us, we would do it for others. Holy Spirit, we need your power. We need your ability to do this. We invite you to move in this place. Speak to our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anyone ever found themselves having to take the long way home? Maybe a detour, you know, maybe there's been an accident and you've got to go bypass on all the roads in the back. 
Maybe your, you know, the, the flight didn't go the way you wanted it to and cancelled or delayed or whatever it is. Well, a couple of weeks ago, Amy and I, we were down in Wellington. We are attending the, the National Day of Prayer for all the Elam pastors. An amazing day. If you were here last week, you would have heard that uh, God did a miraculous healing on my knee. Um, and in the middle of it, they were just praying for healing. And I just declared in faith, I believe I'm healed. I believe I'm healed. Uh, and in the morning, I was still feeling the grinding of the, you know, the meniscus that felt like it was uh, probably going to be an operation later on. And in that moment, God instantly healed me. Uh, it hasn't happened to me too often before, but I, I was just like, yes, I've got my healing. Went and trained that, that next day, played on the Sunday, um, trained again last week, played yesterday up in Cayo, won the semi-final. We're at Toll Stadium again for a final. <laughs> Woo! I was saying to somebody earlier, it would have been great if uh, God could have also given me back 15 years of speed and skill. That didn't happen. Uh, so I just have to use my brain. But, uh, but God is good. So we, we were, were flying back from Wellington, arrived in Auckland. And as we got off the plane, we, we received this text from the, the unnamed air transport agency um, saying that your flight has been cancelled and we will not be putting you up in the Hilton overnight. But we will be putting you on a bus to Huff and Puffet's way to Whangarei three hours later. So we were looking forward to getting home. We've been away all day, and uh, we were looking forward to seeing the kids, but that wasn't going to happen. So how do we respond? We stomped our feet, we yelled, and we screamed. Well, no, that's not what we did. But the person in front of us in the line uh, at the checkout desk was, uh, was a little bit upset, in fact, really upset, saying, I need to know why the flight's been canceled. Uh, mechanical fault. No, 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 I want to know the real reason why, because apparently there was a conspiracy going on we were not aware of, okay, because that was not an acceptable answer for this person. So they huffed and puffed their way off, and, you know, we'll call it conspiracy lady just for now. And so conspiracy lady, she goes off, and Amy and I stand at the desk, and we, and we say, look, we're on the same flight, um, you know, what, what are the details for the bus? And they said, no, you know, meet there at six o'clock or seven o'clock, and, uh, and you know, you'll, you'll get on the bus. And uh, we, said, we said, thank you. Uh, I said, we're so sorry for the inconvenience. No problem, no problem. And I said, you don't have uh, any dinner vouchers, do you? You know, um, you know we uh, haven't had dinner yet. It'd be great to have some food. Sure, she said, wrote out $40 worth of dinner vouchers, gave it to me. You don't ask, you don't get. Come on. And so, uh, so I'm looking around for conspiracy lady, seeing if she wants dinner, but um, she's gone. And so uh, one romantic airport dinner later... Over some crispy chicken, and uh, I don't know what Amy had the chicken luxa or something like that. It was so beautiful, um, and so so I, I find we find the bus and we hop on the bus and I find the seat next to the cutest girl on the bus. Seriously, <laughs> ask her for a number. She says, "Don't be stupid. You're married to me, and I already have your number." So, but anyway, um, just before we take off, we hear this voice, and it's like this is a familiar voice conspiracy lady. She's, she's, she's back on it. She's like, my seatbelt isn't working. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Fantastic. So the bus driver, he's a nice guy. He, he, was, he was kind of pretty relaxed, pretty chilled, probably a little bit relaxed and chilled. But he gets out, walks over, and she's just a couple of seats down from me, reaches over the top of her, grabs a seatbelt, and as he grabs it, he slips, and his armpit goes right into her face. And he goes, you're right, it's not working. We'll have to get that fixed in the morning and goes back to his seat. 
And I'm sitting there going, wow, we've got dinner, and now we've got a show. This is awesome. It's fantastic. <laughs> so we, we thought, well, how do we make this more entertaining? So I, I, I said to Amy, it's like, well, we've got three hours. Let's make the most of this opportunity. And so, uh, so Amy, um, I, I said, well, well, babe, you're preaching this weekend. Why don't you stand up and preach your sermon? To which she responded, no. <laughs> like, how about bus pool karaoke? I mean, I reckon I could do a good James Corden. To which she responded, no, no. So anyway, we, we got on the bus and you, you could hear all the, the, the different conversations going on. And there were a few people pretty grumpy, a few people pretty angry. And, uh, and so we, we, we started driving and uh, we, we, we got to Wellsford. I thought, I've got to do something, got to do something. And so I went and grabbed some apples. There was, there was some bags of apples for sale. So I grabbed some bags of apples, and I just walked up the aisle. And would you like an apple? 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 The sideways glances I got, people were like, I've seen Snow White. I know what happens. Those are, those are poison apples. Any surprises that Conspiracy Lady didn't want one of my apples? I offered it to her. She did not want my apple. But any surprises that the atmosphere on the bus changed a little bit after I offered apples to everybody? In fact, we arrived back and everyone's chatting a little bit and you know, one of the ladies comes up and says, what a lovely young man. I'm like, isn't that nice? I'm a young man. I'll take that one. I'll enjoy that. But you know, there were two types of people on the, on the bus. There were those that were really upset that their, that their plans had been cancelled, that their plans had been changed. You know, in fact, the, the loud phone calls, you know, that they don't think anyone can hear, but you're on a bus and there's no music, and so we hear the conversation. I can't believe the plane's been cancelled. Oh, just so, such an inconvenience. I'm just sitting there going, wow, this is really entertaining. I'm sitting there going, I'm kind of thankful that the engineer discovered a fault in the plane so that when we weren't in the air and the engine stopped or, or the wing fell off, that we crashed to our death. I'm kind of thankful for an engineer who was doing their job properly. What an inconvenience. We could have died. Yeah. But isn't it interesting, the, the different approaches, the different responses? Do we find ourselves rushing to a destination and miss the moment? Anyone guilty of that? Rushing because we want to get to there because if we get to there, then we've reached our destination, but then we only find we've got another destination we want to get to. Come on, it starts as kids. You're in preschool, you want to get to primary. You're primary, you want to get to intermediate. When you're intermediate, you want to get to college. And you get to college, you want to, you want to get a job. You want to get a real job, and the job's going great. But you want a promotion because you want the best job. And then you've got the best job. And then all of a sudden, there's a problem in the weekend at the business. And you're going, who's going to fix it? Oh, I'm in charge now. Wouldn't you like to be back being the rookie again? See, see we, can, we can want to go from place to place. I mean, my, my four-year-old, she's chomping at it, but she wants to get to school. She's already got better handwriting than me. My boy, he wants to skip grades. He wants to, you know, he, he wants to go up a level. My daughter can't wait until she's in middle college. She's like, just one year, Dad, and I'm in middle college. I get to go to Voltage every weekend. It's like, she's excited. And, and, and you know, as parents, we, we kind of take our kids through these, these tick boxes, and it's important, don't we? How many people agree that it's good to, for your children to be able to feed themselves? Tick that box. Yes. They can put their own clothes on. Tick. Yes. Dry overnight. We're close. But then one day, 
you know, they're paying rent. They're, they're working around the home and the master plan is finally complete. But then one day some young man comes and says, Sir, can I marry your daughter? And I'm hoping in that moment I don't go, what have I missed? I'm hoping I don't say, I've missed all of these moments that could have been moments I was trying to push them forward to this moment. Now, don't get me wrong, this is not intended to be a guilt trip. We want our kids to succeed. We want them to go from step to step. We want them to go and, and grow and mature, all of those things. But let's enjoy the moment. Let's enjoy the detour. Let's enjoy that that. Ma- nappy of mass destruction and just have a laugh about it rather than causing grief in our life. Let's enjoy the moment. This is what I love about Jesus. The way Jesus lived his life. He walked. Someone said to me, notice Jesus didn't run. You don't hear about Jesus running. He may have done. But I think Jesus just walked. He walked and he saw something and he heard something and he responded. Just constantly walking. He wasn't in a rush. In fact, his best mate, Lazarus, dies. He says, I'll get there. Four days late. Four days late, Jesus. You were four days late. Your best friend has died, and you're four days late. Just makes the miracle even greater. So God's not in a hurry, and we shouldn't be either. Last week, a great message. Maybe this is a good one to follow up from last week. Are we breathless? Just trying to get everything done. Let's be like Jesus. Jesus was always moving. When he was moving, he was always aware of what was going on. He was okay with the detours. I pray for Ricky and Marcel, who oversee our CAP, our Christians Against Poverty Ministry. And uh, they're off to Europe for, for... much well-deserved break, um, uh, six to seven weeks touring around Europe. And I, I just felt to pray that every delay would be an opportunity. So I was praying this the day before we went on our trip. Maybe I was praying it for myself. And we found and, you know, that every opportunity would, you know, every delay would be an opportunity for, for God to use them. Do we see that or do we see a delay as something that's inconvenient? This morning, let's look at a few things, uh, the way Jesus used his anatomy uh, in order to, to, to make a difference in people's lives. First thing we see is that Jesus was moving, and I mentioned that earlier. Luke 17, 11, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. Jesus was always moving. He was always on his way somewhere. He was always moving. You know, and, and often we can call out to God and say, God, would you, would you use me? Would you use me to be a blessing, to help somebody else? And I think God sometimes says, just start moving. Just start doing the last thing I talked to you about. Step out in that area like I asked you to, and you watch. Not that long ago, Amy and I felt God tell us to sell our house. Boy, did we move to the right place. God has placed us in a neighborhood with three significant moments have taken place that we've been right in the middle of it. Praise God for that. God is God knows. God set it up. It was His plan, and we just listened and said yes. What I love is that there's so many in this place taking their next step. Just in this last month, this is what's happened. Some people who would never have ever wanted to get baptized in public got baptized. Woohoo! Come on. It's like shame to the devil. I don't care. 
stepping up. It's people lifting their hands and worship, engaging in worship like never before. It's people who are coming back to a church that actually hurt them in the past. We let people down. And an apology has been extended and forgiveness has been received both ways. They're having another shot. They're having another go. People get involved in small groups that have never got involved in small groups. Our small group is now a big group. We're going to need to have a couple of groups out of this, I think. <laughs> but it's a good problem to have, right? People engaging. People who have been in the church for, for over five years and have never fully engaged have now gone through growth track. They're now in small groups. They're involved in the ministry, serving on our dream team. Come on, this has all just happened in the last month. People taking a next step. We talk about next steps all the time. I'm always trying to take my next step. I don't ever want to stop moving. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be moving, always moving. I might not get to the destination today, but I'm going to start walking and trust. Jesus had the cross as his focus, but he was always ready to detour when he needed. You know, Jesus promised when he, when he called his disciples, he, he said, I'm going to make you fishers of men and women. You, you're going to go and change the world through the power of my Holy Spirit and the gifts that I give you. But you know, his first command was, come follow me. What was that? Take a step. I don't know everything yet, Jesus. He says, just follow me. Just, come on, just, just follow me. Just follow me. And along the way, they learned. They grew. Yeah, for some of you, you're here today, and, and, and God, is, God is saying, would you follow me? I mean, truly follow me. Having been a, a, a away from God, maybe you're back here today saying, I know I need to do something. Jesus is just saying, follow me. Just follow me. Get back in rhythm with me again. Get in step with me again. Maybe for the very first time you're here today, and you're hearing this invitation, come and follow me. The creator of the universe, the savior of the world, saying, come, follow me. Would you make that choice today? Maybe some of you are here today saying, I, I know what God told me I needed to do, and I haven't done that. My advice to you, don't sweat it, and just do it. Like the Italian prophet, just do it. Nike, just, just, just do it. Just step in and trust God. Second thing. Jesus heard them. He heard the lepers. He used his ears. He used his taringa. Verse 12, as he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Have pity on us. Is it possible that our ears can be so filled with noise that we miss the cry for mercy? There's a lot of stuff competing for our attention. Two Saturdays ago, I was comfortable in my lounge. Fire was on. It was lovely. I was just sketching away, working on a, on a few creative ideas. No TV on. It was nice and quiet. And then I heard the noise. Ruckus outside. Car revving, shouting, screaming. I heard the noise. And at that moment, I'll be honest, I was hoping I could unhear those noises. You ever find yourself in that place where you go, oh, hold on. I'm not really hearing that, am I? I am hearing that. What do I do? How do I respond? I, I love the fact that Jesus, when he was walking, he would hear the cry of the broken. 
I love the fact that he's walking out again. You know, he's walking on his way, heading towards his destination. And he hears the cry of blind Bartimaeus on the side of the road. A man begging, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Crying out at the top of his lungs. Now, if Jesus was busy and on his way, he could have just carried on walking because there would have been a lot of noise, I reckon. But Jesus heard the cry for mercy, just like he did these 10 lepers. Do we hear the cry for mercy? Third thing, that Jesus saw the need. Jesus saw the need. He used his eyes. The Bible says when he saw them, when he saw them. Often we'll hear something before we see it. You hear the screech of the brakes and you turn to see the car hit the other car. We hear something, but then we see it. I uh, open the, the shutters just enough, that nosy neighbor look, to see the guy step out of his car and a woman charge him and knock him flat to the ground. He's over on the concrete. He's not getting up. Another woman charges out of the house and she's at the other woman and they're going for it. You know, they're you know, punching, hitting, screaming, kicking, pulling here. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? Now, I've been in a situation like this before and it was a situation that, that was definitely unsafe. And in that instance, I called the, the police. Um, somebody asked me after the first service, were you okay? It's like, yeah, I measured the situation. Um, but it's like, I'm, in, I'm engaged now. I've seen it. I've heard it. I'm going to do something about it. I better do something about it. And in, in those situations, this is, what, this is what I do. Like, God, is this for me? And, and I know my, my relationship with God is good enough that it'll be like, no, no, this is beyond you, Mike. You call the, you call the police. So it was a quick prayer, about three or four seconds long. And one of those on Friday. I don't normally answer my phone on my day off but I answered the phone. It's like, God, do I answer this? I'm so glad I did. So, so, so I put my shoes on, out of my PJs, and we arrived just as another neighbor arrives, and we, and we managed to pull the two girls apart, and uh, one of them falls into the arms of the, the other neighbor, just sobbing, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. The guy's kind of just getting up off the ground. We heard it. We saw it. They were drunk. Totally intoxicated. You know, it wasn't them speaking. It was, it was the frustration inside of them coming out through the alcohol, the influence there. My question is, do we, do we act on what we see? Do, do, do we do something when we can do something? As the team come this morning, there's something that Jesus did that I think is really important. And this is what I want us to, to, to land this today. Is that Jesus spoke with authority in the story. Jesus spoke with authority. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. There was something about the confidence in Jesus to declare something over their lives. When they did that, when he spoke that, he was sending them to their miracle. Do we have the confidence in who we are as followers of Jesus to speak with authority into situations, to declare healing over somebody? to declare freedom, to declare breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Not in our name, not in our power, but to be able to walk into a situation and call peace with this chaos. 
So it was about a 25-meter walk from my stairs to the scene. I'm processing. What do I say? Not a lot of time. Because there's a few things I'm thinking of saying. Things like, would you keep the noise down? I have three sleeping children, and I've got to preach tomorrow morning. You know, probably legitimate. But those weren't the words that came out of my mouth. Because as I came, I, I was listening. And the guy gets up, off, he kind of stumbles up off the ground. He starts yelling at these two girls. He goes, you know what the alcohol does to us. Somewhere in, in his inebriated state, there was something in him going, I know this isn't who we are. I know this isn't what we're supposed to be doing. So rather than me going, having a go at him, I spoke softly and gently to him. He may not remember much of what was said, but I do know I left something in him. I spoke with an authority. And guess who's going to go and knock on his door one day soon? So, hey, can we have a coffee? Have a catch-up? Not sure if you realize what happened a few weekends ago, but I was there. Can I tell you about someone who could make a difference in your life other than the alcohol you're thinking will fill that gap? Anyone know somebody in our community that might need you to listen, to see, to walk over to their place, to walk over to their business, walk over to their house and speak with an authority that comes from heaven? Maybe. It's pretty scary, isn't it? bit frightening to do that. I had to put on my courage undies. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Romanga, Morningside, Manu, Kamo, Tikipanga. Come on. Where are you living where God wants you to have authority and power to speak into your world? God put us in a community. Something happened just this week where I found myself where I, exactly where I needed to be. And if we weren't living there, it wouldn't have been us. It wouldn't have been that moment. We don't have to do much. Just say yes. Just have courage. Just bring you, just bring you, our desire in this place, four things we want to see in everybody's life. We want everybody to know God, to have a relationship with God, to realize that our sins can be forgiven and we can be freed from the sin of our past, free from the bondage. The second thing we believe is when we are seeing, we want to see people find freedom. We see that in small groups as people gather together and they pray. We had an amazing time in our small group. Somebody was able to open up and share some, some stuff going on in their world. So hard for them to do it, and I was so thankful they did because we gathered around and we ministered and we prayed into their situation. It was like they breathed a sigh of relief as they realized they weren't on their own. They had people in their world. So we want to know God. We want to find freedom. 
We want you to discover your purpose. There's people even here today, you're not totally sure how God's wired you and what your purpose in life is. Encourage you, go through our growth track. Sign up for that. Fill in a connect card today. So I want to know, I want to discover it. Discover my gifting so I can work out the fourth thing, which is to make a difference. I watch people in their different work environments. I, I went into Ford Pacific Motor Group, and there's Beth working away in the office, doing her thing, bringing the presence of God. There's people walking every day in all of our businesses, just loving people. And don't underestimate the impact you are having. Little lights flickering on. Yeah, you get a drone shot of that. Come on, we're in the middle of a revival right now. Across the city, we are seeing churches, seeing salvations every single week. We're seeing transforming communities. We are seeing lives being changed. My encouragement is just get in step with Jesus. Whatever that looks like for you, he says, come follow me. What does that look like for you? Just say obediently, whatever the cost, Jesus, yes, I'm going to follow you. And let's be a part of somebody's miracle this week. Would anyone like to be a part of somebody's miracle this week? Come on, I want to pray for you. If that's you, why don't you receive this prayer? That you'd have the power of the Holy Spirit right now would fall upon you. That there would be something that God will speak to you right now about somebody. Right now. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. Lord, you know the people in our world. You know, the people in our circle, the people we are close to, or Lord, maybe the people we can get closer to, speak to us right now. Show us that face right now. Give us something to do this week. One conversation, one act of kindness, one prayer to pray, one word to speak, a word of knowledge, a word of prophecy, something, a word of encouragement that would unlock a door for a conversation. God, we pray for miracles to take place. Courage to pray for someone for healing. Courage to, to say, are you okay? Can I, can I talk with you about what's going on in your world? We need you, Holy Spirit. Would you move in this place in our hearts? In Jesus' name. You might be here today and maybe dragged here. Maybe someone brought you here and you're not even sure why you're here. Can I tell you why you're here? Because God had a divine appointment for you to be here today. And maybe you've been away from God and, 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 and you're, you know your heart isn't right with Him. Can I tell you we're only ever one prayer away from being right with our Heavenly Father. It's a prayer that says, God, I'm sorry for living life my own way. I'm going to turn from my old ways of living and I'm going to choose to follow you. Because God has a plan and a purpose for your life. That's to know Him. To walk in relationship with Him. The trouble is sin, which is all the wrong things we do, has caused us to be separated from God. But God had a plan, and that plan was in the man, Jesus. Fully God, fully human. He came to earth. He lived a perfect life. And He died on a cross to pay for the sins that I should have paid for. With that, I found freedom. With that, you can find freedom today. As I pray this prayer, maybe you want to pray this prayer in your heart. Maybe you want to pray out loud. As you pray this prayer in faith, if you believe this prayer, my friend, you will receive a gift called salvation. 
Forgiveness from God. Forgiveness from your past. Hope for today and an eternity with Jesus. That's worth, that's worth everything. So why don't we pray together? Heavenly Father, thank you for your great love for me. Thank you, you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I turn from my old way of living and I choose to follow you. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer, I want you to do one more thing. One more brave thing. With every head bowed, every eye closed, would you just simply raise your hand at the count of three? I'm going to count to three. At the count of three, would you just raise your hand and say, yes, I prayed that prayer. I'm just going to acknowledge your hand and you can put it back down again. Don't want to embarrass you, but want to help you take your next step. Come on, if you pray that prayer, one, God loves you. Two, He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. Three, pop your hand up if that was you. You prayed that prayer this morning. Thanks, mate. That's awesome. So good. Come on. Anyone else this morning? Saying yes, saying yes to Jesus. You need His help. You need His salvation. You pray that prayer knowing you need Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for salvation. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this young man that has given his life to you. God, I pray you'd be with him. You'd strengthen him. Lord, as he's made this decision today, Lord, you would put his feet on a path. You walk with him as you've called him to follow you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give God some praise.